Hello, welcome to Apple Philosophy Weekly, Episode A, the place where we talk about the latest Apple tech news, rumors, and more. So before we get the show started, I'd like to introduce Nikias, aka Apple World. So Nikias, thank you for joining the show today. What's going on, guys? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank thanks for joining us. So before we get this episode going with like, uh, before we discuss like the latest Apple news, um, we're gonna be starting off with the Q and A. Okay, so the first question would be asking Nikias, what is your favorite Apple device that Apple has ever made? So, so I guess, I I guess my favorite Apple device is um. The Apple Watch. Um, my favorite is the Apple Watch because it's it's always with me. Um, it motivates mm -hmm. me to move more. Um, I guess me as a tech creator, um, I sit in my desk all day. So telling you know my watch, telling me to freaking get my butt off and maybe take a run. I, I really like. Um, I love how it you know gives me all the notifications in my wrist, and I love how it makes me use my phone less. If that makes sense. So, what model do you like prefer? Like, which, what, like, talk, talk in detail of like which Apple Watch model do you like prefer, or like what's the what's the least like what's your least favorite model, and what's the what's the model you like the most? Let's just say. I guess, well, the one that Apple released, the original Apple Watch edition, that one was beautiful, made right. out of twenty four karat gold. Um, Very expensive. But, yeah, but the one that Apple released this year, the stainless steel gold, the Apple Watch Series 4, is the one that I currently own, and I love it, man. It, it's, nice. it's so nice. So nice. beautiful. Okay, so I don't know if you're going to be disappointed in me, or I have the, I have an Apple Watch, okay? But I have an Apple Watch first generation. I haven't need to upgrade one yet. Sadly. That's okay. Yeah, I know I know it's cool. Um, the well, thing is... There's a lot of people There's a lot of people that don't really use that Apple, the Apple Watch that much. Right. Maybe that that's your case. And for the little, like, you probably use it for notifications and maybe some activity tracking. And that's that's good enough. You don't really need, you know, the latest Apple Watch to do that. Right. Like, if you have the original Apple Watch, it's so good. Right. I'll be honest with myself. I've been pretty satisfied. Even though it's wearing Watch OS 4, like, like, I just don't have a really a good reason to get a new Apple Watch yet. Because this Apple Watch still works perfectly fine. So I just really have no reason why I should get a new Apple Watch. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, obviously, the the Apple Watch Series Four looks like really nice and stuff like that. But I just don't like, like I only see a reason for myself to buy a new Apple Watch if I actually need a new watch. And yeah, that you. hasn't been the case yet. So, um, makes sense. Right. Okay. So we're gonna be moving on to question number two. So, what do you expect for Apple to bring in twenty nineteen? Um. So. Well, I mean, of course, AirPods 2, the latest Apple Watch, right. um, latest iPhone and all that stuff, um, new iPads, new budget iPads as well. Mm -hmm. um, a thing that I'm really excited about that not a lot of people are talking about is Apple-branded headphones. Um, because in my right. opinion, I mean, I don't really want to get into the HomePod because, um, you know, it's you know there's so much criticism towards the HomePod. But in my opinion, Apple did great with the HomePod. There's I agree. Things that they uh, sorry to interrupt you, but do you own the HomePod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I me do. too. I, I, I own the HomePod. Um, actually got it discounted, fifty percent off. I'm not gonna go into detail about that, but um, that's cool. Yeah, I'll I can talk about more yeah. that. I can talk more about that later. But um, for the price it's at, honestly, I, I think it should be cheaper. That this is just my opinion. I think the HomePod should be a little bit cheaper than the current price point. But then when you think about it, it has that great sound quality that people want. But 
I, think... I don't. I... I don't think the HomePod should have been cheaper. I mean, of course, if it mm-hmm. you know if it would be cheaper, I think you know the cheaper the better. But instead of Apple making the HomePod cheaper, I think Apple should have released the HomePod Mini, right. which makes more sense yeah. because yeah, the more with Amazon HomePods... Alexa in the exactly, other and, you know, right now I I have Siri on my room, right? I've got the HomePod in my room, but I think it would be mm-hmm. really cool to fill up my whole house with many HomePods where I could activate, um, you know, Siri anywhere I really wanted. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just to say, I, I also expect AirPods 2 in 2019, definitely. Just the question is, when are, when are they going to release it? So um, I think they, I think it's possible to release it in March. Do you also think well, the same thing? Well, um, I don't know if, like, on 9 to 5 Mac, they shared an article called A Sketchy Report, um, reports that the AirPods 2 will launch on March 29th. Mm-hmm. And that sketchy report is actually so not sketchy. It's a Spanish um, uh, Apple uh, Apple site that is really reputable. So it's it's funny how how they called it, you know, this sketchy site. So right. um, if everything goes to recorded March 29th, we'll get um, AirPods too. Right. And um, so currently, I I don't own AirPods, but I own the Beats X, which is um, it has the Apple W1 chip like the AirPods do. And yeah, I like. The yeah, I, I like him too. Um, but the reason why I got him was because of the I, I'm just used to like the beat sound quality, if you know what I mean. I kind of yeah. I kind of wanted the W1 chip, but wanted that beat sound quality, so that's why I, I didn't go for the AirPods because because I know the Beats have better sound quality than the AirPods. So I'll um, but I'll try the AirPods two out, and um, one thing I expect is maybe better sound quality, like. Just like even a little bit, I I can like just anything that can like be an improvement yeah. is totally a difference. But yeah, um, hopefully this week I'll get the Galaxy Buds. Oh nice. Um, yeah, because they, since they they come for free with the S10. Right. Um, so and the Galaxy Buds are better in every single way for the AirPods. So I can't wait, you know, to the AirPods to match, you know, mm-hmm. the specs of the Galaxy Buds. Yeah. So. Aren't the Galaxy Buds 139 or around that price point? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's why I thought. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And I can't wait to try them out. And they have better noise canceling, which for some people, uh, do you prefer noise canceling or no? Um, I so my Beats have noise canceling, so I'll say yes, just because. But the only thing is, sometimes it can be too much. I don't know. If that's the thing. But yeah. sometimes I take like one earbud out and like have the other one in, so I can so, still listen to people. There's so some... what what I, what I'm not hearing nobody say is, um, if we talk, for example, um, noise canceling headphones, for example, noise canceling headphones have an off and an on switch for noise canceling. Right. The AirPods should have that. Like everybody's like, well, maybe it's gonna have noise canceling, and I'm not gonna like them. Like Apple should put an on and off switch for noise canceling, whether you know, you can trigger it from your Apple Watch or your iPhone. Like nobody's saying that, and it makes so much sense because, in my class, for example, um, I've got this friend which is a skater, and he hates noise canceling. He loves the AirPods because it doesn't have noise canceling, um, because he can actually hear the street and stuff. So, there's so many people that don't like noise canceling. Um, I personally want noise canceling, but I want to be able to turn it off and turn it on sometimes. Right. So. Doesn't some headphones like I think that some Beats X sorry some Beats models include a noise canceling button, 
Um, am I correct about yeah, that? Beat Studio, Beat Studio Three. Right. So I like to see that. I like to. See, that'd be cool if they introduced those with the AirPods. Um, yeah. But would you also like to see black AirPods, like a black? Yeah, box? I mean, I I can't wait. But I, if if they come out in black, I'm gonna get them in white either way. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, well, actually, my friend is getting the black earbuds. So in my channel, I'm gonna be unboxing both in, in white and in black. They're releasing the black ones for sure. I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. asking for it, so Apple's not stupid. Yeah, they'll yeah they'll obviously get what their customers want. <laughs> some in some yes. situ in some situations. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, we're gonna be moving on to the next question. So. Where to be at, so what tips do you have for content creators like you that are just starting out? Um, like, like I just, I just say if someone created a new YouTube channel today, inspired by you, what tips do you have for them? Um, I guess, I guess, um, the tip that I can give them is simply work hard, upload as much as you can, um, and don't get burnt out. So, you know, right. upload stay, as much stay as motivated. you actually want. Find a balance between quantity and quality. Um, and just enjoy what, like, don't do it for the money, don't do it, do it for the fame or the views, like, do it because you enjoy it, like, that's, that's it, I guess that's, those yeah. are the true tips that I can give you, and then the money that, that you start getting from YouTube revenue, for example, start investing it in your videos, like, get a, a better camera, a better mic, etc. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, yeah, I agree, <laughs> um, Okay, so move on to the next question. What Apple device is your daily driver? My daily driver? Right. Uh, so like what? Well, right now, mm -hmm. right now I'm, I'm doing the Samsung Galaxy S10 challenge. Um, a subscriber actually um, sent me, um, he actually sent me a Samsung Galaxy S10 if I stopped using my iPhone and my Apple Series 4 for a whole month. And I accepted. Damn. And I'm, so, but either way, my Apple... Um, main phone is an iPhone XS and an Apple Watch Series Four. Dang, that's cool. So, um, so we obviously saw that you have the Samsung Galaxy S10. Oh, what do you like about the phone, and what do you not like about it? So, pros and cons of the Samsung Galaxy X S10. Well, there's a lot of things that I love about it, um, but there's just some things that I just hate about it. For example, fingerprint reader is so bad on the S10. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, it, it works perfectly if you put the finger exactly where the phone actually wants you to place it at. Um, but, I, like, I said this on my, on my review. I don't think the phone should try, like, I don't think you should be getting used to a phone. The phone should be getting used to, you know, you. That's why I love so much about Face ID. You don't think about unlocking your phone. The phone already unlocks it for you, right? So, it, it's, it's a matter of that. Um, the camera is great at low light. It's not too good. In fact, it's really, really bad. Um, and other than that, I really like everything about it. I mean, this design is so beautiful. Um, I have the ceramic version, which is just stunning. Um, the camera, apart from the low light, it's great. The display is unreal. Like, it's so saturated. Um, it's fast. Speakers are okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Overall, really good phone. Also, wireless power share. I can literally charge you know, my iPhone with my Samsung Galaxy S10, which is pretty funny. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I obviously don't have the Samsung Galaxy S10. <laughs> I have an iPhone 6S. Yeah, I'm very... It, it does the job, okay? Um, I'm just one of those people who just don't upgrade right away. Okay, I'm happy what I got. Um, but, 
Um, that's good. Like, if, yeah, if I didn't have my channel, I, I wouldn't upgrade that much either. You know? Yeah. So many yeah, exactly. Um, usually some upgrade... people, like, just some people, example, uh, it's also, I just don't have a good reason to do it because it, it's a, it's a, my iPhone success works. Like, obviously, I want the iPhone XS Max and the latest phone, but I just don't think I want to spend my money buying that if I already have a phone that's working fine. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just, that's just how I am personally. Well, I mean, I guess you're smart and you're not, you know, you're, you're smart about it and you're smart about yeah. your money. Like, which, is, which is good. I will say, and, I, I do get a chance to. I, I do get a chance to try out laced iPhones, obviously. Like, I'll, I'll get, I'll review, I'll demo them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. just as my daily driver, I just use what I actually need. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay, so we're going to be moving on to, uh, thank you for joining, thank you for doing a Q&A with us. Yeah, of course. Okay, man. so now we're going to be discussing the latest Apple news. Okay, so uh, I'd like to introduce Chris, added, I'd like to introduce Chris to the show. Uh, he was, he, he's been... He was here last week. So, Chris, thank you for joining today. Hey, what's up, Holden? And, I mean, welcome, Nikias, to the Apple Weekly live stream and also the podcast as well. Thank you. Thank this you. is actually, well, this, this week I've actually recorded three podcasts from three different people. Oh, nice. And, um, like, I've never actually been on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, our show is on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's also on Amazon Echo. Um. It's also it's on we're on Google Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts. We who we're, listens to podcasts on Google Podcasts? Exactly. Well, Come hey, on. yeah. Honestly, I thought the same thing, but I'm like, there gotta be at least someone, at least one exactly. person. So yeah. I'm like, it, they make it so easy to add pod, podcasts to uh, yeah, libraries know. now. So and um, the more the better, right? Like, the Apple Philosophy team is all like, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> and Google Podcasts, we added. We add it to Google Podcasts, so it's so people can listen on their uh, Google Home devices, I believe. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. Um, so we're gonna be moving into the first topic of this week of this week's show. So the first thing we'll be talking about is the iPad seventh gen. Okay, so the iPad seven. Okay, so it's according to a Japanese website. Um. They they said that the iPad is it's gonna keep the Touch ID and also have the same design. Um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk with Chris first. So Chris, what are your thoughts on this with the iPad having the same design? Do you think Apple should change the design? Do you think it's like? Do you think they should be? Do you think it should be the same? What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it should have Face ID? What are your thoughts, Chris? I think it should have every little tidbit that the iPad Pro has because. If you're able to have a device like an iPhone 10, where it has the Face ID, it has all the processors and everything, you should be able to fit that into a slightly larger device, an iPad. Um, and I mean, you know, it's already been done on the iPad Pro, so it's, you know, like, why not do it on that one, and why would you, you know, stop that? Unless you're trying to keep it a budget model, which I could see from Apple's standpoint that they would do that. But I also think that there would be, you know, an instance where they could try and do something with foldable technology and turn kind of an iPhone into an iPad mini or, or something of the sort where they would, you know, try and get into that market by implementing that technology. So the thing is, I, I think the reason why they haven't 
adopted Face ID in the in the uh, 329 iPad, aka iPad 7. They'll be coming out soon. My in my opinion, I think the reason they didn't do that was because of the pricing. Uh, it may be too, it may make the device too expensive, more expensive. If they add Face ID to it and have the same design. It might like they won't have that price. They won't. They'll probably have a higher price point that they want. If you know what I mean. Um, but uh, Nikki, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, Apple is definitely gonna go budget for this iPad. Um, right. Yeah, of course. Of course, Apple can fit an iPad Pro and an iPad Mini, but they're not gonna do that because that will make the iPad Pro not look like a Pro. You know. Right. So Apple definitely wants to go on the low budget side. Apple will keep Touch ID on the iPad Mini Five and on the next generation of iPads. So it makes sense. It's it's gonna be great for for budget iPads for you know for kids for mm-hmm. simply for people in a in a low budget or people who are who actually are in a high budget but just don't really see the points on all the premium features on an iPad Pro. So I mean, it, I was reviewing the the nine point seven inch iPad the other day, and it's like, do all the premium features from the iPad Pro are they really that worth it? I mean, yeah. on the nine point seven inch, you're getting Apple Pencil support. So, I mean, yeah, the screen is fancier, and yeah, it's faster, but do you really need that? And the answer to that is no. So, um, yeah, yeah. Apple is going to sell the new iPads really well. The 9.7-inch iPad actually sold really, really well this year. So, Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think the iPad uh, 6th generation right now is, like, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Apple created it because I think it could create – Good opportunities for schools to dig in the iPads instead of Chromebooks. I think I really think it's the Chromebook competitor that Apple like. I think they're really trying to compete with Google on this um, with the i with the cheaper three hundred twenty nine uh, dollar iPad. Um, but I can really see it as being good in the education market. Really good for people that just don't want to pay that much for an iPad and people who don't want to go pro. They just need. They just need an iPad, just a regular iPad to do daily uh, home tasks and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to be moving on to the next story. So, according to a, a very reliable Apple analyst, Minchi Ko, um, via Equinotic Daily News, uh, Apple's AR glasses are to launch in 2020 as an iPhone accessory. Okay, so Apple's, so Apple, there have been, been many rumors about this now and then. Um, but, uh, according to Q and 20, uh, AR glasses are supposed to launch in 2020 as an iPhone accessory, kind of like with the Apple watch. Um, but I'm going to start off with Chris again. What are your thoughts on, um, Apple's AR glasses? Do you really think they're going to be gone with this or what do you expect of Apple's, uh, what do you expect for Apple to do with the AR glasses? Um, it's kind of hard to say because knowing Apple, they'll probably try and do something where they implement a different product line. So in this instance, it would probably be, um, an app on your iPhone, which would have some sort of, um, you know, connection to the AR glasses, which would mean... Chris, sorry to interrupt you, but kind of like with the Apple Watch. Yeah. And basically you'd have that kind of, I guess you'd say mini app on your or on your glasses and then you could use your phone to control the aspects of that app in the glass but i also think it'll be interesting um because 
for people who are like short-sighted, long-sighted, colorblind, and you know, just basically have a vision impairment, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do to you know make sure that accessibility is you know offered for those type of people because um, you know with Apple there's a lot of accessibility options that are already currently offered right. for you know things like on the iPad, iPhone, iMac, Apple Watch as well. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do this. And uh, there have also been rumors that they'll include their own operating system for it. Um, that'll also be interesting to see. What did you guys What did you guys think of the Google Glass? Um, I honestly thought I'm being honest with you. I really thought it was cool. <laughs> That's just me. I, when it was first announced, I thought it was cool, but then I realized like I honestly never tried Google Glass before, so I can't really tell you. But like from doing research on it it just looked like it looked like a cool device but i, I tried it out and it, it was actually i mean it, it wasn't perfect mm -hmm. but the concept behind it was really good so if apple just grabs that concept and makes it you know within the apple ecosystem and adds a bunch you know a couple of really cool features i feel like it could be a really really awesome product yeah i agree um uh so nikius how much was the google glass for like I forget. It was it was personally not mine. Oh okay. Um, I, I, I was just wondering because I know it didn't sell well and they had to discontinue it. I was just wondering, like, what really brought it down. Um, it was one thousand five hundred bucks. That's probably why. Well, I think that's a pretty decent price for you know such a new technology. So if Apple were to release you know, these Apple glasses, I feel like it, it would be it would be around that price. It's really expensive, don't get me wrong, but I feel like that's where Apple would kind of try to price it at. Yeah, because they'd have to price it at a profit and also cover all the expenses that are put into for research and development, especially for, you know, such a niche market product, I think, at this point in time, um, to have, you know, an AR glass, because... That's kind of the same as the foldable phones, so... Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the whole practicality of having a um, an AR glass? Because what would you be able to do on it that you weren't able to do on a phone or a watch or even? But that, but that that gives that gives you like the the same question to you, like, what's the point of the Apple Watch then if you can do everything on your phone? You know? Yeah, I, I guess so, that's true. So I mean, it's just convenience in the end, and I I guess it's just a really awesome convenience. And Apple will add a bunch of features, like um, they will make us want to buy those glasses trust me it's not gonna be like yeah. apple glasses buy it no you're gonna want to buy it if apple releases it like yeah apple has good marketing been, they'll trust yeah. me they'll find some way for you to buy it <laughs> yeah i mean and it was like the apple watch in the beginning like nobody really knew what like what the point of the apple watch was mm -hmm. but everybody wanted to buy it and then you know after we discovered that it was horrible the first generation it was it was super slow then they fixed it with watch os 2 and watch os 3 but it was unusable in the beginning, but either way, we all liked it, and look where the Apple Watch is at now. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, it's, and, sorry, keep go. Sorry, and it also um, raises the question: like, um, with the Apple Watch, how or no, with the the glass? Sorry, would it be um, like an iris scanner or something like that? Because when you think about the security side of it, someone could just nab those glasses straight off your face. And they could run away with them, and, you know, a couple hundred dollar, you know, pair of glasses, and you know, they're gone. <laughs> but come on, I mean, at, at least here, I mean, in in the city, I see, you know, people wearing designer glasses, which are super expensive. 
nothing really happens. I mean, don't go to a sneaky area, but I mean, around the city, I don't think nobody's going to grab your glasses and, you know, and run. You never know, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, for... I get your point. Maybe they could be strapped in your ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could attach the airports. Yeah. Watch them make it, like, watch them make the strap, like, a $50 accessory. You can add it and, like, have it in, like, different seasonal, they'll have, like, seasonal colors and stuff like that. <laughs> It'll be funny. I think, yeah. I think that, I think that I think Apple could do is, um, I don't know what the technology is called now, but, uh, there's some glasses that you can put music on and it, like, it, it, it works for you, like with your bones. Oh, oh um, vibration type. Yeah. I've yeah. seen those. Like, yeah. So I don't think Apple will, like, I, I, I just think you're, you, you could look really stupid wearing these Apple glasses and your AirPods. So maybe Apple could, um, not replace the airpods but when you're wearing the glasses maybe you don't really need the airpods maybe you can you know receive phone calls and actually answer them from your glasses i think that could be really cool so um yeah hopefully apple will not release sunglasses and they will actually release glasses because um like snaps like the spectacles for example they're cool but you can only wear them when you're outside and when it's sunny if not if you wear them inside and when it's rainy you kind of look like you know a, mm-hmm. a weird person so hopefully they'll release glasses and not sunglasses or they could release different lenses and yeah, different attachments that, yeah. that you can change. So Yeah, something like the Snapchat spectacles comes to mind. Exactly. But you could also change it like this. It's not always a, sun, a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so now we're moving on to the next story. Okay, so uh, I think we all know I think we all know this with Tim Cook, but um, Tim Cook changed his Twitter name to Tim to Tim Apple after President Trump uh, name flub. So in a meeting of the Workforce Policy Advisory Board a few days ago, the U.S. President uh, Donald Trump mistakenly referred to Apple's CEO Tim Cook as Tim Apple in a flub that was quickly spread around mostly Twitter. Um, But Tim Cook joined the fun. This happened a few days ago, by the way. But Tim Cook joined the fun and changed his name on Twitter from Tim Cook to Tim Apple referencing Trump's mistake. Um, are we really talking about this? Yeah, ex- yeah, we really are. <laughs> I, I just thought it was really funny how Tim Cook actually, you know, followed in with with the joke. Right. Um, no, we, I, no, no. The Tim reason Cook I... never did anything like this, so I just thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's also really funny as well because you're seeing more and more corporate figures now going on and kind of joining the the fun train if you get what i mean like <laughs> elon musk with meme review and you know tim cook with this it's you know bringing light to the typical or stereotypical sorry um corporate figure so i think that's that's also funny as well yeah right okay um yeah we're done talking about this <laughs> okay so the next topic we'll be talking about is apple watch bands begin selling out ahead of possible spring 2019 refresh so Apple Watch bands have been uh, Apple Watch bands refresh on a seasonal basis for the past few years uh, since Apple Watch since the first generation I, I believe. Um, yeah. But uh, it looks like the, the trend will continue in spring 2019 because uh, many of the current fall 2018 bands are now out of stock on Apple's online store. So. Which is um, exciting. It's really exciting. I mean, I, right. I just after so much hype with the S10 with the latest OnePlus. There's been so many keynotes. Huawei, um, it's you know it's finally Apple's turn to to show us what they got. 
um, and I can't wait. Right. Um, but I'm kind. Of, I'm kind of curious what band, what band colors are like. What type of bands they will release uh, this spring? And, so I think no. Go on. I think that's really interesting. about Apple Watch bands is the third party Apple Watch bands. Um, like it, I don't know if you guys remember, but we're talking a little bit of marketing here. Mm-hmm. The Apple Watch when it first when it was first released, Apple kept selling and trying to push and putting all their marketing campaigns toward Apple Watch bands that were the premium ones, right? Mm-hmm. That that is Melanie's Loop, the Leather Loop, and the Link Bracelet, and the Modern Buckle. The Sport Band it was it was barely nowhere in Apple's marketing within the original Apple Watch. Then what happened? Third party Apple Watch bands started selling on Amazon, eBay, and all of that. And then Apple was like, okay, nobody's buying our premium Apple Watch bands because they're buying all the other knockoff ones. So let's go ahead and just push our marketing campaigns toward the actual affordable ones, which is the sport bands and the sport loops. So Apple is, is pushing hard with the sport bands and the sport loops and the nylon bands because they're actually cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and people can actually afford them. So it, it's, just, it's just interesting the way that, you know, they, they thought of that. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like how they I like how they do it just because it kind of like a, like I like how they do it based on season because some people like want to like have different like colors throughout for for like each season of like not each season but like you know what I mean like yeah they just, I get it they just want that option yeah um but yeah I'm very curious what colors they'll they will release uh this month um if the if the sold out Apple Watch bands will continue being sold out, because uh, I remember last year's report, it was sold out, and then they announced a new a new one. Um, but what, what do you guys think on on a red iPhone XS? Uh, what do you think of a product's red iPhone XS? Do you think they're gonna do it this year or not or no? Because they do have the pro- they do have the product red iPhone XR. Um, but Chris, what are your thoughts on this first? Um, it's kind of hard to say because. They've already got the you know the product red iPhone ten R and right. to be honest that seems you know it suits the color lineup because you have you know the red the yellow the coral the blue the um, white and the black and you know it, it suits the color lineup just because it's so already um, you know colorful whereas with the iPhone ten S ten S Max um, it's kind of more um, I'd say elegant colors, if you get what I mean, just because, um, you know, it's like the, the metal, the gray, um, which is the silver, the gold, Mm -hmm. and then the space gray. I don't really see how a a product red version would really fit the lineup, but it's kind of unpredictable and they might do it as a charity, um, type event. So, oh yeah. Yeah. That's just my standard. Um, so, uh, Nikias, what are your thoughts on this, too? I want it. I just, I just want to see it, to be honest. Yeah, it's like... Believe. And Apple is, I don't think they'll, they will, of course, release it, um, this March. What Apple always does is just release it when nobody's really expecting it. Right. And just release it on the website, like this. The iPhone XS, for example, they release it in September, and then everybody starts talking about the iPhone XS in September, and then October, November, December, and then January, and then nobody really talks about it for the rest of the year. And then everybody starts talking about the iPhone XS whenever Apple releases it, right? So it's a great, um, you know, 
for marketing, it's just great for Apple to release a brand new color because all the tech reviewers, you know, unbox, review, all the blogs, all the press starts, you know, talking about the iPhone again. So it's just smart for Apple to do it. Right. Um, maybe they'll do something like, maybe they release more products, red accessories, maybe like a red smart battery case or like maybe they offer like, what if they offered a, I don't, I don't know how to say this, maybe like a, maybe like a aluminum red version of the Apple Watch. I don't know. Like maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's what I've been saying. That's like, what I've been saying forever. Like if they do that, I think that'll be really cool just to have like that uniqueness, like just to have that unique color option just like arise up. Well, they might do it like how they did. What was it? The trash can Mac pro where it was the product red version. It was only one made. And I think it, how much was it? Like a, a couple million or something like that. Uh, I think so. Yeah, same with Johnny Ive released a pair of gold earbuds, which looked really, really cool. Right. Yeah. Did he also release a gold, like, a special, like, gold color iPad Pro? Cause I, uh, I, I, thought I, I, I thought I saw... I haven't seen that. Okay. Because um, I, I thought I read something that, like, he, like, designed a special gold iPad, like, it's was, it was more like a yellow iPad Pro, Maybe. but I read something that he designed, like, a yellow iPad Pro with, the net, with like, a uniquely designed apple pencil um but i think that was like i think that was like two years ago or something like that i have to i'll have to go back on that story um but yeah um so my what do you guys expect for the mac pro in 2019 because apple is supposed to release a new mac pro this year um what like obviously all of us expect a new design but like like what do you just think just what do you want to see um, Chris, I'll, I'll start off with you. What, do you. what are your thoughts? I think, you know, while they have, you know, done a really good job at the moment of, you know, having a Mac Pro, um, you know, being so small and everything like that, I think it's definitely um, a call to have interchangeable parts because I think it'd be so good if you would be able to, you know, upgrade the RAM you know, even if it's, you know, exclusive Apple RAM and you have to buy it from them, I still think that buying it from them and being able to upgrade it yourself is so much better than having to choose one option and then be stuck with it um, when you want to upgrade. Because, you know, that's the problem with, you know, Macs in general. And I think that they're finally coming about that issue by, you know, allowing you to add more um, sticks of RAM to a Mac. And so like user, yeah, that's, so like a user upgradable Mac Pro. Yeah, rather than something that you know you have to get a technician to do, or you'd have to buy you know the next tier up when you're initially buying it, which is you know not something that many people think about because when you buy a Mac, you think about your intentions at the time, rather than where it'll be used in three or four years time, and those two different time periods can totally change how you're using that Mac. Mm -hmm. So I think, it, you know, it's all down to the user upgrades um, for, for this Mac Pro. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Nikias, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I just want to see an, a new iMac or yeah, a new iMac it, Pro. It hasn't been updated since, like, 2013. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I, I just want a new design. Um, the iMac is, to be honest, the product from Apple that I use the most. I'm always sitting in front of my desk and just 
grinding and grinding in front of this computer. So I think it'd be cool to have a new design. I can and see of course, the more specs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Face ID. It's face ID just it, it makes so much sense on a Mac. It just has to come ASAP. Right. Um Okay, so you're moving on to the next story. Okay, so Disney CEO Bordesi is at risk. Um, according to Bloomberg, with Apple planning to launch a video service. Okay, so obviously we know that Disney is working on a streaming service and Apple's working on a streaming service. Okay, so this, this kind of makes sense that uh, Disney CEO board stays at risk because um, due to conflicts of interest. So it's either Apple's going to partner with them, which I really doubt it. Like, I, I'm pretty positive Apple's working uh, like... They're, work, they're just focused on their on themselves with their streaming platform and at Disney's. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if Disney's CEO uh, will leave the Apple board or not. Uh, because they're two conflicts of interest, basically. Because they're both competing. And uh, it's possible he can lose his seat on Apple's board. Um, but I'm starting off with Nikias. So Do you have any thoughts on this? And also... What do you expect for Apple's streaming service? What do you like to see? Um, well, I, I guess I want to see actual original content from Apple actually be good. Um, I don't know if you know this, but there won't be rated R content on the streaming service, which is a thing that I don't really like. Um, Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that means no sex, no drugs, no alcohol, no pure violence. So, I mean, and you like that, that benefits a lot to <laughs> Apple. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think, um, you know, Disney and Apple work, will work together because Disney's price, is, right. you know, the price that Disney's probably gonna ask Apple is like unreal, and I don't think Apple should spend their money on Disney. I mean, it, it's, I, I think that'd be awesome, but I, I think there's other companies that they, they can buy, um, that make more sense for Apple. I mean. For Disney, it, it makes sense, but there's certain others that just it simply makes more sense. Right. Uh, Chris, uh, what are your thoughts on Apple streaming service and uh, Disney's CEO potentially losing a seat on Apple's board? I think it's interesting because when you look at, you know, other aspects of which Disney um, are working with Apple and especially like in the watch face, um, part of Apple. Um, you know, you have the Mickey Mouse and the Minnie Mouse watch faces and uh, the Toy Story ones as well. But then, you know, you have the other side, which is, you know, them two competing, trying to, you know, gain an advantage over one another because Disney already have streaming services and apps such as, I think it's Disney Life or something, Disney Kids as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, those, um, you know, apps already existing puts Apple at a loss because they're coming late to the market again, um, as shown by the sports, uh, the smart speaker HomePod and also um, kind of Apple Music. They were all late to those, um, those markets, but yet they still, you know, find a way to, you know, gain a significant share by integrating it into their market, I mean, into their products. So I think that, you know, having Apple with their own streaming service, I think, it, you know, it won't really matter that they lose someone over it because, 
you know, they'll, they'll still find a way to get to the top, even without, you know, just that one person, whether they're, um, you know, a big board director or whether they're just, you know, someone that they, you know, feel that they need to direct them and guide them. But, yeah, I think Apple will do just fine by themselves. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think they would too. Um, but I'm very, I'm actually pretty excited for Apple's new streaming service, surprisingly. Like, I, like when, when I first heard about it, I wasn't really excited, but then, like, just, like, how, I, I, I love streaming, I'll, I gotta be honest with you, I love streaming services, like, just recently, so, like, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to, on uh, Apple's approach to this, because they have a lot, they're going to be competing in a very competitive market. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's also interesting from the aspect that there's so many independent streaming services now. We've got ones that we do articles on, like um, Fubo TV, uh, Sling TV, Hulu, you know, and all those other subscription-based ones. I think it'll be interesting for Apple to do an Apple official one that they can, you know, then do like a... um, a fallout plan in case the iTunes store suddenly fails and, you know, they've got that as a backup. Because like we were saying in last episode, it would be interesting to see what Apple does to um, kind of cushion the the fall of the iTunes store when it comes to media content and, you know, buying and renting movies. Because I think that it would be, you know, in their ideology and in their kind of roadmap to have something in place where, you know, they have a streaming service to cushion the, you know, takedown and um, demise of uh, iTunes and the iTunes movie store and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool to do that. Honestly, I don't know if they're going to be going on, like, I don't know if they're going on a Fubo TV. I don't know if they're going to be, like, I don't know, sorry, I don't know if they're going to be, like, like be like Fubo TV, like on their approach. I don't know if you're gonna take that approach. I really think you're gonna take like the original content approach, maybe like kind of like how Amazon Prime Video's doing, maybe. Um, oh, like the Netflix Netflix originals and Amazon Prime. Yeah, maybe uh, they're trying to go on that approach instead of live TV. But I'll be honest with you, if they did live TV, I'll I'll be I'll be really cool. But as yeah, just, just seeing them as a company, I don't see it happening. But Anything can happen, honestly. Mm. Well, I mean, they're a big, you know, company. So, I mean, anything's pretty much possible in terms of creating new media. It's just down to their discretion, pretty much. True. Yeah, they just have to make they just have to make it a good deal because I think everybody loves Netflix, and I, I think right now everybody has a streaming service um, that they like. So they just have to give you good value with theirs. If not, nobody's really going to switch apart from the Apple fanboys, like the standard consumer. It's going to be hard for them to, to leave Netflix or to pay for Netflix and then another one, you know? So, right. Yeah. Not, I, I okay. So now we're moving on to our last story for today's episode. Uh, this one isn't a huge story, but I thought this was interesting. But Apple registers the domain name privacyisimportant.com. So Apple has registered the domain name privacyisimportant.com according to a, a to a WHOIS report discovered recently by the new source of Mac Rumors. So the report indicates that Apple took possession of the domain name on Monday. Um, but the reason the reason I'm talking about this right now because I just find it interesting. Maybe they'll use it. Maybe it's something that they could use it 
like in the future for a marketing for a marketing campaign, but um, I just thought it was interesting that Apple got the, do the got that domain. So maybe maybe you can see a potential marketing campaign with that domain name, or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're probably just going to continue emphasizing that their product is more secure because I mean they already do that on yeah, a lot true. of the board campaigns. Yeah, especially especially with group based on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, we got that. But, I mean, to, for an aspect of an iPhone, I think that the security is, you know, at the forefront of the device. Even if there is, you know, group FaceTime as a flaw, I think, you know, Apple's, you know, pretty proactive when it comes to fixing an issue like that. Even though, how long was it? It was like a, a week that it was down for? I think, yeah, it was about a week. I'll yeah, say. five days or something. Yeah. And... You know, they they got back from that pretty quickly, and although that you know gained them a lot of media attention, I I don't think it was you know a, as big as of a deal as it was. I think a lot of people just did up to you know get that news out there, and so I think you know that they still have that security you know really tight under their belt. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, it shouldn't affect them too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's a wrap for today's episode. So, uh, Nikias, thank you so much for joining today's episode. Thank you for inviting me. It was great. Yeah, thanks. I enjoyed it. And, and I felt quick. Awesome. Uh, and also, Chris, thank you for joining today's episode. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to Nikias as well for joining. I mean, we should have you back on sometime. So, of course, man. Yeah, yeah make yeah. sure you subscribe to his YouTube channel, yeah, Apple be... Watch World. Oh, Apple World. Yeah, be sure to subscribe. Oh, yeah, yeah be, sure, be sure to subscribe to on, on Apple World. Um, but he, but if you if you guys are interested in unboxings, uh, YouTube videos, rumors about Apple news, um, and also reviews, Nikki, uh, Apple World's the place to go. Okay. Thank you, man. Yeah. If you're not an Apple fanboy and if you do not like Apple, do not subscribe to my channel. Yeah, I don't. Please. You've yeah. been warned. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you, thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of Apple Philosophy Weekly. Um, be sure to subscribe to us. Uh, on YouTube um, at youtube.com slash philosophy. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and especially Instagram. We're, we're, we're very close to hitting 25,000 followers on Instagram, so be sure to give, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram if you don't already. And one thing to tell you, um, so at Applosophy, we like to have fun, and we also like to introduce unique, interesting products time to time. And some, and we're happy to announce stuff that you don't expect from us. But Apple, but we're happy to announce the Applosophy Limited Edition Vanilla Lip Balm. Yes, it's true. It's a thing now. Okay. Um, but it's now available for pre-order on the Applosophy Merchandise Store, which you can visit on merchandise.applosophy.com. If you want to have fun, you should price it expensive. <laughs> One thousand bucks. Yeah, like Supreme. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you guys for thank you everyone for listening and hope you have an awesome week.